0: It's a goal! He's done it! What a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast, and you're listening to Just
1: Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports, your weekly roundup of what all happens in the world of sports. And a lot has happened uh, since me and my good friend Mr. Puri spoke last night. Good morning, Mr. Puri Good morning, Mr. Khan. How are you? Uh, not too great. <laughs> I could be better. But uh, like I said, this is something I was uh, expecting. So I'm 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 actually used to it. It's not like a bad deal. And we're actually talking about Tottenham Hotspur versus Manchester United and 3-0, which was, in my opinion, a very unfair result. I mean, it's not that United played badly, but... But we will discuss that. We'll also discuss the Asian Games. We'll also discuss the Batsuit and Selena Williams uh, controversy, whatever you want to call it. And India's famous win because that was something that, uh, you know, a lot of people were not expecting. But let's start with India. I mean, India, the cricket win, Rahul, I mean, it was it was a clinical performance by the Indians because we were not expecting it. I think you and I spoke about it and we, we were, we were you know, you and I had kind of predicted a whitewash. And we had yeah. said that, you know, it's going to be... But the Indian team has actually shown that it's not the Indian team of the past. It's actually yeah, no, shown.
0: And I think a lot of credit has to be given to uh, Shastri and and uh, Kohli for uh, not allowing the uh, heads to drop, not allowing them to feel uh, that they were out of the series. Um And, uh, you know, I think that you can see the difference in this Indian team um, when uh, they have runs on the board. uh, And when they have runs on the board uh, to play with, um, they're very much a a different side. And, uh, you know, I also think that um, their preparation wasn't great going into the series. And I think now they've had a couple of games. uh, Perhaps the bowlers have found... Uh, better length to bowl, perhaps uh, the batting which, you know, frankly still revolves around Virat Kohli being heads and shoulders about, above anybody else, uh, not just in our side, but on the other side as well. But I think that, um, you know, what, what was heartening, I think that even though, you know, Kohli scored most of the runs, what was heartening to see was a lot of the batsmen thinking about how they got out in previous games, uh changing the way that they wanted to play batting a little outside of their crease uh perhaps batting a little more towards off stump and that just goes to show that i think that you know they're they're thinking about applying themselves in these conditions, and that was a good sign.
1: Yeah, and I think what and, and, and what you rightly said, Rahul, and I think a lot of credit should go to Shastri and Kohli because you know what you and I were fearing was a kind of a melt a meltdown from the Indian team and you know they're not being able to mentally be strong enough to come back after those two defeats. But I think what this test match showed was that they were mentally strong enough to come back because the batsmen, even though they did not get the big runs like Kohli did, you know, Kohli was obviously, like you said, head and shoulders above. But the, the Rahuls and the Dhavans and the Rahanes, you know, they were willing to grind it out. They were willing to be there and say, we are not going to give in without a fight. And I think that was the most important thing for the Indian team. And now I honestly fancy them to come back in the series strongly. Yeah, no.
0: I mean, I think one of the big things about Trent Bridge was uh, it just go went to show you um, and really the, the Indians exposed ruthlessly, I think, in places, um, just how average an, India, an England team this is. Um, you know, I, I said at the start of the series that I, I didn't I didn't think England were particularly good. Uh, I stand by that. I, I don't think they're particularly good. I think they've got problems in the batting which are pretty well documented i think they've got problems in the bowling um that frankly in the first two tests weren't highlighted because india just uh refused to to uh put any pressure on the bowling yeah. on the bowling yeah. attack um but here i think they really did i think that um, they thought about grinding these bowlers down and what was most significant i think was that in the second innings, every single English bowler was bowling slower than every single Indian bowler. Yeah. And that just goes to show you that the Indian batsmen really ground down that English bowling and took advantage of it.
1: Yeah, and I and I and like you said, Rahul, I mean, I, I fancy the Indians now to come back strongly in the next two tests. It could be one of those really historic... You know, series wins for India. Well, it's
0: only been done once before. Um, only once before has a team ever been 2 nil down in a five test match series in England and come back. And that was, of course, Don Bradman's team um, all those years ago. So history beckons uh, for, for India. Um, and I think that what's also in their favour is the next two um, wickets that they play on uh, the Aegis Full in Southampton and then finishing up. Uh, the oval um, are both going to be uh, much better wickets for batting. Um, I would expect them to be... They're much harder, um, and uh, I don't think there'll be as much seam movement on those pitches. And, more importantly, if the match goes five days, uh, both those wickets uh, will take some spin. And yep. uh, uh, I think that the opportunity is there for, for India, but they need to continue to really put pressure on this England lineup and i think that if they continue to do that this england lineup will
1: crumble yep and i i i, I am with you on that and hats off to shastri and to kohli for bringing back You know, the the belief that the Indian team can win and uh, the next test match is very, very well set up. Moving on from cricket, we move to our favourite topic, football. And we move to Rahul's favourite person, Jose Mourinho. Um, Okay, Rahul. I mean, I saw the match last night. You know, honest to God, it was a good United performance. It wasn't a bad performance. You know, we missed, we missed, we missed open chances. And yes. after that, you know... And it would have been a very different game had Lukaku
0: scored that goal.
1: If Lukaku had that, scored that goal, it, it would have been
0: a very different match. See, I think that you, you it, we're three matches into the season. We're not 13 matches into the season or, yeah. or, or 15 matches into the season or anything else like that. And uh, Jose Mourinho doesn't suddenly go from being a, a, a world-class manager to a terrible manager um, overnight. I think there's no doubt that um, he's having problems with the board. I think there's no doubt that he's having problems uh, with the dressing room in terms of how he wants the players to play and how those players are responding to him. But you cannot take away the fact that this is a Manchester United squad that has got well over £300 million worth of talent in it. Um, and frankly, apart from maybe four clubs in the Premiership, every other team in the Premiership would absolutely kill to get their hands on some of the players that Man United have. So, I, I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I, I mentioned today in the morning that United's next six games... Um,
1: all winnable games. are very yeah. winnable
0: <laughs> half before uh, they come up against Chelsea in that, in that sixth game. Um, but uh, I think that um, performances do need to, to be better, particularly in the second half. I agree with you, I thought United played pretty well in the first half. But I think that after Harry Kane scored that goal, I I just think that they fell apart. I don't know why they would fall apart,
1: but they just did. Yeah, but I think, you know, the one thing, Rahul, that, you know, which, which, I mean, as a United fan, I think the problem right now United is facing is that unlike the great teams of not just Alex Ferguson, you know, of all very successful teams, we don't have a settled 11. You know, the settled 11 is a big problem. And no, I
0: mean, I, I don't think it's it's just that. I mean, I, I just don't think United have a very good defence at the moment. Actually. Yeah, the defence is... The defence is shy. For all his uh, attacking uh, wonder uh, that he built his teams around, he first and foremost built his team around about being extremely resolute at the back. Um, and I think that we know now that, that Mourinho was looking to sign centre-halves um, at the start of the season. He, for whatever reason, didn't... Didn't get the backing to sign the centre halves, and I think you 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 can see why he went out to sign. Yeah, I
1: think I think in both the matches, whether the game against Brighton and the game yesterday against Spurs, you could see that both the goals were defensive errors. I mean, Phil Jones. I mean, I, you, know, you know, Phil I mean, Jones you, was an idiot yesterday; was a sheer you idiot. You
0: can't say. I mean, you know, people used to level the 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 thing against Liverpool that um, you know you weren't going to win a title with. Um, the defense that we had uh, last season, and similarly, I would say exactly the same thing about Man United this season. I can't see how you win a title with uh, Phil Jones and Chris Smalling at the back. I, I just, I don't think um, they're good enough uh, to withstand, um, you know, some of the top players in the league. However, you know, I want to caveat all of that by saying that if Mourinho and United go on a run, and you know, if Lukaku, who does have hot and cold um, periods, um, if he decides that he's hot and he's on, um, you know, five games from now, United could have won five in a row. And, uh, you know, all of this could be...
1: Uh, yeah, but I think the problems will still not be... You know, will still I not be... I, I
0: agree. I, I, so. I think the prop. We all know what the problems are. I mean, and, and we all knew what the problems were going into the season. I, I think that talk of a crisis... Um, after three games is a little much.
1: Yeah, and I think, but also I think what the, the reason why that is happening, Rahul, is because you're also you're also you know you, you've seen history, and you know the Mourinho meltdown. So you know I think it's more to do with the history of Jose Mourinho than anything else that people are still you know afraid that there might be.
0: I think that people are looking at that, and I think that people are looking at the players. Um, you know, Paul Pogba, for instance. Everybody, I, I said in the morning, I, I said that. I, you know after he won the World Cup by the way I didn't think he was very good at the World Cup but after he won the World Cup you just thought that alright now he's got that confidence to be able to be the Paul Pogba at Manchester United but uh, it hasn't happened yet um, and uh, but that's not to say that it won't so um, we are only three games we're very early in the season and I I don't think that uh, any any sort of signs can be drawn uh, yet Spurs are a good side but um, they played well. Uh, they scored the goal at the crucial at the crucial time. And, uh, you know, then they got two late goals that sort of put the cherry on the top uh, for them. But um, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think there was that vast a difference. No, the there wasn't.
1: I mean, there wasn't that vast a difference. And I think that's what is the heartening thing for all United fans out there. That, you know, the team did play its heart out. And that's what even the fans saw. The fans saw at the end of it. That they had played their heart out. And it was not a... A, a dreary, drab Jose Mourinho performance. You know, I mean, there was passion in the team, and that's what is important. That's what is important. Moving on,
0: and that's what they're going to need. Uh, that's what they will need you now um, to to get out of this sort of rut that they've got themselves. in uh, the
1: next the next five games, like you said, Raúl, are very very critical. I mean, we have yeah. to win. United needs to win all five because if they don't, then there is a serious problem. Then the fans can also turn over one over in one game. You know?
0: No, so, I mean, if you you you're on social media, you already seen. Uh, the fans beginning to turn. But, I mean, I, I think that that's, unfortunately, modern football these days. Um, you, you can't say anything about a team after after three games.
1: Yeah, you can't. Uh, now, moving on from football, uh, let's move to Serena Williams and the catsuit. Mr. Puri, your opinion?
0: Well, I think it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, you know, Serena doesn't have a history of wearing catsuits. Um, she wore it for one tournament... Um, because uh, you know she was just back from from the, the baby, um, and uh, apparently the the suit helped her uh, with her blood flow or, or something like that. Um, and uh, after the French Open, she didn't wear it again. So I mean, uh, for the for the French Open to come out and ban it um, when it seems to have been a one-off. Um, just strikes me as I mean, a lot of people are saying that it's racist or it's sexist or whatever. It just seems dull. To me.
1: Just I like, think it was I think it was just I think it was just silly.
0: More yeah, than anything else was,
1: I, I, it it was a silly.
0: stupid thing to say. It was no need there was no need to say it. Because apparently Serena and the French Open had already had a conversation about it and yeah, it they'd already silly. agreed um that she wasn't gonna wear it again. So I mean, what's the need to come out and make a statement that it's banned? I mean it just it just It's just very, very silly, I think.
1: Yeah, it was just silly. and It was just, I don't know. Sports does silly things. This was one of them. But uh, it happened. And now the US Open is on. So I think next time when we come back for our podcast, one week of the US Open would be over. We would pretty much know uh, what's going on, who's the favourites. Uh, what uh, do you think? Uh, what do you think? One, uh, the number um, one um, women's really, seed is out. out. Yeah? out.
0: Simona Halep lost last night. Uh, first time in the open era in New York that a number one seed has been knocked out in the first round. Um, so, uh, you know, if it continues like that, um, it should be quite a fun US Open.
1: Yeah, but do you see, do you see Nadal defending his crown?
0: Uh, no, I, I have a feeling Djokovic uh, will carry yeah, I... some momentum uh, into this. Uh, I think that he's proved, you know, at Wimbledon uh, when he beat Nadal and then uh, in Cincinnati when he beats Federer, um, that he's the form player at the moment um and i do feel that uh you know it's his his opportunity i think now and i think he will take it and hard court is his favorite surface
1: yep i also put what put, put my money on Djokovic to win it but tennis is a funny sport so let's see what happens uh that's all we have time for unfortunately this week on just sports we'll be back next week with mr puri because Mr. Puri is a busy man and getting him and getting his time is a tough one. Oh, come on. I'm not the busy one at the moment. You're the busy one. Okay, so we will blame each other for that. We'll be back next uh, week with more on Just Sports. Till then, uh, keep listening to us. Keep sending us your feedback. And Mr. Puri, you have a great day ahead. Yes, you too, Mr. Khan. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
0: All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform.